Hello and welcome to Across the Divide. My name is Ashley Lawrence and I'm joined by my brother Ricky Lawrence. Hello Ashley. Hello. Somber tone on the podcast today. Well, it was always, it was inevitable. It was going to happen at some point, wasn't it? I guess at least we can, you know, take comfort that we are in this together now. Yeah, we've both lost our undefeated streaks in the same Premier League game week, as I like to call it now, game week 11. Um, I was going to say us in more, I don't know, who, who would you say? I guess ours was in more dramatic circumstances, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was in more dramatic. I actually, um, to someone say that, that I think they were just saying it was low quality the Arsenal game, which it was, but I actually thought it was quite a it was a good game still. But yeah, you definitely you definitely topped us for drama. Yeah. Um, well, I I didn't see your game. I only saw the match day highlights, so I can't comment exactly on the um, the full ninety minutes. But but yeah, you, yeah. Um, mm. I don't actually think you need to see the whole game. You know, it does make a huge difference when you support one of the teams. It was just very tense. I felt um, it was. It felt like a game that was always going to be decided by one goal. So yeah, um, yeah so it was. It was very tense. And I think once we did go one or down, whilst we could have equalised, I don't really. I don't think even the most optimistic Arsenal fans felt we were going to go on and win the game. Um, but I did get a message. On Saturday night, for, for what seems to be a regular listener, who asked when we'd be recording the next episode of the podcast, um, he was excited already, um, looking forward to hearing our views on on VAR. And I replied by saying, "Yeah, it's gonna your game's gonna have to be, um, you know, particularly drama-free for this not to be the longest episode yet." But when I wrote that message at approximately 8 o'clock on Saturday night, I did not realise what we were in for. Yeah. Um, it wasn't drum-free, can confirm. Um, so, okay, so I think there's so much to talk about that. I think we have to set some ground rules. I there agree, is no yeah, we point... Need to, we, 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 need, we need an agenda, a live agenda. There is no point in us both talking about how much we hate VAR. Agreed. Well, yes, but I, if we don't, oh, the agreement's <laughs> falling down on the first hurdle. Well, I think we say it every time it comes okay, up. Though. We yeah, both hate VAR. It's all... no, no, I'm happy to ignore the point. You know, the fact that we hate it, but I think right. if we ignore its, you know, feature how it featured in both our games, then yeah, we might as well just just look forward to this weekend. All right, fine. I don't uh, like talking about refereeing decisions. I will, yeah, uh, and I think I think we should air of inevitability. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Well, can I just the thing is right. I think I've said it even on this podcast too many times, but being in the ground in the VAR age is painful at times, and obviously last night was an extreme. Um, I had a look on flash scores today. Um, just because I was having trouble piecing together the timeline of the match. I'm just going to read out the events that took place uh, in the Tottenham Hotspur versus Chelsea game last night, according to flash scores. In the 28th minute, Moises Casado had a goal disallowed for offside. 
In the 33rd minute, Christian Romero got sent off. Uh, then in the 34th minute, Eric Dyer came on for Brennan Johnson. And in the 35th minute, Cole Palmer scored a penalty. In reality, the football was not in play at all in that seven-minute period. A goal was disallowed, a player got sent off, and another goal was scored in seven minutes, and the ball was not in play. And as a fan in the stadium, I had no idea what was going on for that entire seven-minute stretch. Yeah, it's difficult really to know what to say to that. I mean, it is yeah, crazy. It is crazy. I don't, I don't know whether I've ever cared or whether I've ever felt I wish they told us what was happening. I guess it would make sense. Maybe really? I oh my God, that's maybe I haven't thought about it because it's just so obvious. But when I see people say, I wish they did that, I'm like, well, that's, that's sort of like, it's a bit like, um, I don't know, I can't, I, I'm struggling right now to think of a good analogy. But, I don't, well, for it's me, a it's like, a bit like it's a bit like if a film cut off halfway through and then suddenly cut off, turned back on again with the last half an hour cut out of it, and you were like, "Oh right, so he's the murderer, is he?" Okay. You, yeah, but the analogy I'm thinking it doesn't help me get rid of it. It doesn't help get rid of it. It just makes VL maybe slightly better. So that's why I'm like, "Yeah, great. You can put. You can, it's, like, it's like it's like putting a a plaster on something which requires requires stitches." Yeah. No. Uh, but that's why I said what, there's no point in us both talking about how bad VAR is. Yeah, no, VAR is, is awful, but they could at least get the basic stuff right. They, the only, I think I'm right in saying the only replay they showed of a VAR check was one split-second replay of the Romero challenge for the red card that he did get. And that was it. That was it. There, was, there, were, no other replays for, there were no replays for any of the multiple disallowed goals offside there was no replay of the sterling handball disallowed goal there was no replay of the udogi review or the reese james review nothing the only thing we saw was the romero challenge that's so, that, that so easily resolved yeah i, I understand uh, I, yeah replays just seem like a no-brainer and maybe to hear Lovely. the sound and whatnot but then i just think the hearing the sound will just make you more frustrated but okay so i did say to my friends today that one of the issues with uh, VAR, and this isn't groundbreaking, is that these decisions are subjective. You know, you would get 10 people in a room and five would think, for example, that uh, Romero should have been sent off and five would think he wouldn't, as an example. But maybe, I mean, there were so many, maybe it's worth us doing a, a flash sale on, um, on what yes or no's on okay, maybe fine, let's chron- do that. Chron- chronological order. Okay, so let's do that. Starting with Kai Havertz tackle foul, I should say, on Sean Longstaff, red or yellow, or, or yes or no, should have been sent off? Um, I think it's marginal, but I would lean yes. Okay, you would lean yes, and maybe it's unsurprising that I would lean no. I just think it's a little bit like the Enketia one. I know it's a flash sale, but um, he doesn't catch him in a dangerous way. He just catches him with his trailing leg, low down. Mm. And for me, that that's... Doesn't, doesn't, don't you have to factor in intent? Like he was off, he was wow. literally off the ground. Yeah, he was reckless. So, so a bit like the doggy one yesterday, he doesn't actually make contact with Sterling, right? Uh, yeah, no, I guess that that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But, um, but everyone seems pretty convinced, and I'm probably reluctantly agree that he probably should have gone for that. But he didn't even make contact with Sterling. Mm. But I see. 
Yeah. Same, similar to the Havertz one. Yeah. He jumped. I, he jumped. He jumped into a tackle. He did. I guess the big difference between the two of them is is one foot and two feet. But okay, but so we are. We don't agree on Havertz. Is that fair? Yeah, but no. I, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to you know prove a point of VR. I'm just. I'm just purely for yeah, but, fumble but, than anything. But, but the fundamental point you're making, I absolutely agree with, which is it should not be there to step in and overall. 50-50 decisions. No, I it know. should be there for the last ditch, the absolute last resort. You cannot let this decision go. And that's not what it's doing. And then, yeah. the, the, so the other point to make is last night, I think I'm right in saying that every offside decision was given on the pitch. There wasn't a single instance where VAR said a goal was offside when it hadn't already been given offside on the pitch. Uh, so the lines, the, the, the assistant referees, Clearly, both did a really, really good job because they were getting marginal calls. The Son goal is a marginal call to the point where yeah. you know, the, 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 the hopelessly biased part of my brain wants to say it should have just been given. But I have no problem with assistant referees giving marginal offside calls because yeah. that's what they're there for and that's how the offside rule was designed. A human being looks looks down the line and decides if the attacker is in front of the last defender. And that's it. That's what the rule is. It wasn't designed to be drawing lines on screens no, of hundreds course. of miles away. Of course. No, of course. But, and, but the assistant referees got everything right yesterday. But they spent half an hour, only a slight exaggeration, checking each decision. Yeah, no, I wasn't 100% sure, but I'll take word for it, that um, for the Caicedo goal, whether that was... Uh, yes, that was a one. weird one because... It looked like Michael Oliver told the assistant referee to put his back up. Really? They had a, they had, well, the, it wasn't up when the ball went in the net. Then it looked like Oliver and the linesman, the assistant referee, had a brief exchange, and then he put his flag up. That's what I remember seeing. But the flag 100% went up. Okay, so getting back to, and this is, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not necessarily though. I think it, it's happening naturally. Trying to make a point. I'm just most of the fun. So we, so we don't agree on Havertz. Bruno Gomez. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you went, you wouldn't feel like it was an injustice. So yeah, probably red. So it's interesting, just judging by the way you're describing, it because I just think that Georgina wasn't close to being knocked out, but the ball is about as far away from Gomez. Yeah, as exactly. That, that's that's why. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I'm, I don't really, I wouldn't really have sympathy if he got sent yeah, off. Yeah, I just don't hear an really argument. Sent. I don't hear an argument to say he shouldn't be sent off. Like, I don't yeah. hear. I, I understand. I, I guess you just. I guess maybe it's just if you truly believe he was intending to hit him on the back of the head. Well, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what he what else he was trying to do. The only thing that just seems to be is that people say like. I've heard Jamie Carragher at halftime saying oh, it wasn't his elbow. Well, I mean, a wrestler's yeah, to hit his elbow there. No, yeah. and also like you know, how you would you know, you don't run and elbow someone. But, surely the whole direction. point with elbow is that like that's just the body part that you're most exactly. likely to hit someone. Exactly. With. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if you choose to no. hit them with your what was it like the inside of his fist or something? Yeah. Like, like, well, yeah, it's like forearm. But like when I'm sure he used to go up ahead, as he wasn't close to hitting someone with his forearm because. Yeah. His elbow was the leading part. Anyway, um, yeah, I just, I just don't understand. Like, it, it can't be anything other than violent contact. The only thing, the only thing is, 
because it wasn't that it wasn't that dangerous, but it was a cowardly back, you know, from behind hit to the head. I just don't see how you don't get sent off for that. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I pretty, I think I pretty much agree with you. Yeah. All right, so the possibly the most content, I would say definitely the most contentious one. Yeah, Newcastle out of either game, right? Yeah, out of either game, yeah, um, because because obviously it just seems to be the one where there's split opinion. So before we go through the goal itself, you got you got three choices, right? You got three choices. My one of my issues with VAR is that if you're not sure as a linesman or referee, you know in the back of your head that you have the uh, the backup of someone watching it with the access to VR replays and whatnot. So if the referee would have given a free kick 10 years ago, no one against uh, Joe Linton, no one would have complained, really. If he would have... Yeah. And and by not giving it, it's no problem. He knows that someone's going to look at it and go, yeah, don't, you know, it's a tough decision, but I think you should go look at the screen. I think it was a foul. He'll go and look, he'll say foul. Likewise, the linesman might think, I think that ball went off, but I don't actually need to put my flag up because but you, they'll tell me it was off. But the problem there hmm. is that when you are only overruling things that are clear and obvious, if he would have put his flag up and said that the ball went off and then they went to VAR, they would probably say, we can't tell if it did or didn't, it's no goal. Whereas by not giving it, he it then goes the other way and they go, well, we can't tell it did go off, so therefore it's still, in that, it's still a goal. But there are, like, uh, Man United scored a goal uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I think it was against, I want to say Brighton, but I could easily be wrong. It was when Rasmus Hoyen scored what would have been his only Premier League goal. Um, And the ball went off the pitch, and Marcus Rashford tried to keep it on. And it looks just as on or off as as the goal on Sunday, Saturday. So I just think that is another issue that that referees are allowing themselves to have VAR back them up, but VAR is only supposed to step in when there's clearing obvious errors. Yeah, but you, you have to, whether you believe it truly or not, you have to assume that every referee and assistant referee is still giving the decision they believe to be correct in every single scenario. So an assistant referee will flag if he thinks the ball's gone out of play and vice versa. But I think, why bother flagging? If you flag and then you ask them to take a goal kick... Well, because otherwise, otherwise, yeah, yeah, the game would go yeah, on, yeah, indefinitely. I, I just think Arsenal take a goal kick, and then the replay say, "Oh, look, it wasn't off, and it should have been a goal to Newcastle." Whereas, if you don't, well, flag, look, once he flags, game plays on. Once he flags, the the whistle blows. Maybe, blow. yeah, yeah. But, but well, that has to be. Goal, if you think a ball's gone out of play, there's no fine. Okay, but then they don't review if the ball's gone out of play. They anymore. don't. Uh, oh, yeah, unless a goal is no, only if a goal is scored. Yeah, fine. But let's say <laughs> Willett Will crosses it in straight away. He gets the ball, he just crosses it, and as Joe Linton heads it in the back of the net, for example, the referee blows the whistle. It's like, oh, hold on, let's go and have a look. That's why I think, what's the point in flagging? Because if you flag, I know then like every throw in just wouldn't be a throw in. But this you is wouldn't. You're saying enough. you wouldn't flag any marginal. You, you why does the line flag offside? What's the point in flagging for an offside? Because he thinks he's offside. And that's, I know. That's, they, yeah, but that's where they take their original position. They go, if 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 we believe that the decision on the pitch should be reviewed, right. well, then they have to have a decision on the pitch. Well, offsides are, should be, in theory, 
Well, that's well, in the in the Champions League, they got the semi-automated version now, right? Which is meant to cut out that process. But so anyway, okay, fine. So getting back, I think it's impossible to say whether the ball went off the pitch or not. No one seems to know, but let's just say it didn't, or it didn't because there's you know angles where it didn't. But it does. It, um, it actually doesn't matter because the the assistant referee didn't put his flag up, and so unless yeah, you okay, I see you're find right. conclusive yeah. proof, yeah, 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 that yeah, it did go off. Which I don't think you're going to find, then it didn't go off. Fine. And also, it's call. such a marginal call. Like, I know we, I'm skipping to the end a little bit here, but if we're looking for the, what is the smoking gun that that enables Mikel Arteta to to describe it as disgraceful, unaccept, sorry, no, not just Mikel Arteta, Arsenal Football Club to describe it as an unacceptable refereeing and VAR error. It's not the ball going off the pitch because no, nobody no, knows if it's going Okay, so we'll rule that one out. We'll rule that one out. Yeah, and offside. I'm sure Sky did show a replay to indicate it was offside. I mean, I'm talking about maybe 10 minutes later, but I haven't seen that replay again. So, yeah, I'm, I'm at this point in time happy to say, okay, we can't show, we can't provide that it's definitely, prove that it's definitely offside. And I don't think the Lions will have much of a chance of proving that. However, Personally speaking, I think it's pretty much an open case as to whether it's a foul or not. And I appreciate I support Arsenal, but Arsenal had a goal that's allowed against Man United last season where Odegaard touched, um, I think, Scott McTominay. And it was called back. It wasn't given on, on, on the field. It was called back. Last week, Man United had a penalty where Rodri, and it obviously has been a million in between, but Rodri got pull back a tiny bit. Yeah, Man City had a penalty. Man City had a penalty by Erasmus And it wasn't given. But VAR stepped in and said, nope, we think that's a penalty. But when Joel Linton shoves, and I don't think you could say he didn't, when he shoves Gabriel, they don't... He definitely puts his hand on his back. I mean, so... Yeah. So I think it is just a blatant foul. So, 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 okay, so it's... That has to be the one that Arsenal Football Club believes is an unacceptable refereeing and VAR error. Yeah, and I agree with Arsenal Football Club. I don't agree with the idea of making a statement by any means. The whole statement is... You think, it's an, you think it's an unacceptable refereeing and VAR error? Well, what's acceptable? If you're just saying if you, you have to accept it and move on, no, I don't think it's unacceptable in, in that. Well, uh, well I, would say, I, would, I would say the way that VAR conducted the process for the Liverpool disallowed goal against Spurs yeah. was unacceptable. I yes, would say that, that yeah, making oh, yeah, a judgment call that Joe Linton didn't foul Gabriel mm. isn't unacceptable. I think I would say it's a judgment call. No, even if the judgment, even if more people, more the majority of people would say it is a foul. It's still a judgment call. He I understand that. I understand yeah. that. But when you are, again, all right, uh, there have been so, so, so many decisions in between Arsenal with Fulal's goal against Man United, but it's just one that I saw yesterday. I guess they're slightly similar because one was so soft, and obviously, again, but I do support but Arsenal, so consistency. I Consistency doesn't exist. Like you, of course, the decisions are going to um, differ from one week to the next. Of course, they are. 
And, and certainly they're going to differ. Certainly they're different from season to season as well. Of course, but when you have VAR involved, it makes it all the more frustrating. I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. judgment call. I appreciate his judgment call, and I appreciate that you know they will make mistakes. Or sorry, they will give decisions that you disagree with. I just can't understand how one week Rodri is fouled, but then the next week uh, Gabriel is. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, absolutely. That's how agree. I think you could argue that it is unacceptable because you're not, you're not. Um, yes, but it's not just it's, consistency, but like it's like it's a different rule book. But ultimately, yes, it should be accepted because that is how all sport really should be. Uh, well, should yeah. be played. The thing you have to remember, and obviously Arsenal are not the only club who are guilty of this. Arsenal Football Club would have been instrumental in the implementation of VAR. They voted for it. They were on board with it. They approved all the processes that were being put in place. They are one of the fundamental drivers of where we are now. And obviously, so are Tottenham Hotspur, so are Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, Liverpool, all the big clubs. They wanted this. And now it's most of those big clubs who are kicking up a fuss every five minutes, calling for you know reviews and you know, injustices to be rectified and all this kind of thing. They have pushed this every step of the way. Just to be clear, I'm not saying Arsenal are any better or worse than any other club. The big clubs pushed for this because they thought it would make everything better. And again, there's no aspect of VAR that I haven't heard people already make, you know, very salient points about. I don't know if I have anything new to add, but they got us into this position. I've got nothing to add on that. You're absolutely right. I have, it's not For me, it's not about Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool or whatever, yeah. moaning about yeah. VR. It's just about, well, we know we hate it. I mean, this yeah. is, it was just a particularly busy weekend in that sense. So, yeah. um, you do or you don't think the goal should be disallowed? The Newcastle goal? Yeah. Um, I think all things being equal, yeah, it probably should be disallowed because I agree, out of the three, it's the foul that you would say, I'm not entirely sure how they don't give that foul. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. We'll um, move on from the Arsenal game decisions. So first, so I was, I was um, out. I got home at just before um, the second half. Sorry, just before the first half finished. I was coaching and I got home. So you have to help me a little bit, but the first crazy thing was Sterling scoring and it being ruled out, but at the same time, Romero could have been sent off. Or, or sorry, was it Doggy's foul already given by that point? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're going by... Well, I mean, depends what you oh, mean. Oh, yeah, crazy. offside goal as well. Yeah, the offside goal, which I'm normally pretty good at... at, at I, I don't know. Obviously, in the old days, it was pretty easy. You just look over to the linesman, and if he's not flagging, then you're you're good to go. Mm. I'm normally pretty good at if I feel like there's a suspicion in this day and age of an offside, I won't get too excited about pretty much any goal, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, but Sons disallowed goal yesterday. I I I knew that Johnson wasn't offside, and I didn't, to be honest, properly contemplate that Son would have been offside. Um, it was such a good move, and I think that was when the when the sort of everything started to go wrong, basically, because I don't think Spurs ever quite got back in control of the game. 
Um, after after you almost went 2-0 up, do you mean? After the disallowed second goal, yeah. Okay. Um, it was just such a blow because we were, I'm sure you know this already, even though you didn't see it, but we were all over them at yeah. this point. All over them. And it was just a case of how quickly we were going we to get out of sight. Um, and then there was the doggy thing, which... <laughs> from my position in the stadium obviously as I said they didn't show any replays of it from my position in the stadium I just thought it was a really good block and I was surprised that, that I was genuinely and this is again this is a perspective thing I thought I was surprised that he gave a foul and he had a card and then when it came up he was checking for red card I was like okay I obviously haven't seen what actually yeah. happened yeah um, we've all probably been there at one point or another yeah. where you realise that your viewpoint yeah which, which is absolutely fine like that that's just part and parcel of being in a football stadium. You don't yeah. always have the best view of things and you rely on the officials to to, to, to make the call. Um, and like I said, I think I said earlier, like I do think probably if Udoggy had gone, no one would have really argued. Well, yeah, so obviously, I think... Obviously, people would have argued. Yeah, but I yeah, think ultimately it's just a reasonable call. I think my thing with the Udoggy one, different to Havertz, is that if Sterling tries to tackle Udoggy, then Sterling's leg probably there's a good chance he does yeah. his leg broken. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I am surprised he didn't get stopped because I feel yeah. like before VAR came in, there was a period where players were tackling like that every so often and mm. it was guaranteed red card. And it's almost yeah. like VAR's gone, well, actually, we can slow this one down, see it, and we can tell that he actually wasn't, gonna, wasn't anywhere near Sterling, which I think is what got him, you know, but yeah, I think I mean I watched the the highlights um, today actually, and Gary Neville basically says like Sterling, get, Sterling gets himself out of the way, and if he doesn't, he's in serious trouble, and that like yeah. that can't be the reason you don't get sent no, off. Exactly. So you can't be like it's fine yeah. because I know I'll make such a dangerous tackle that he'll, <laughs> yeah. he'll get out of the way. Yeah, I actually made that sort of joke today to friends. I was like, well, yeah, you could just start doing that all the time, and yeah, I mean the player will just have to move out of the way, and if he doesn't, then final get sent off but players will definitely start moving out of the way when they realise their legs will actually get broken well, yeah. but, okay yeah. so then it was so not long after Sterling scores and it was quite evident quite quickly that it was going to be called back for handball I guess whilst I'm not a big fan of this handball rule where if you just touch it completely accidentally you still even as an attacker you end up uh, not getting the goal um, yeah, was quite quickly shifted to whether Romero was going to get sent off, right? Yeah, um, no, 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 you're, you're conflating two instances. Oh no, sorry, you're talking about yeah, yeah the Romero yeah. kick out, yeah. kick out. Uh, yes, to kick out. Yeah, which so uh, I don't think that even came up on the screen in the stadium about the Romero review at that point. Okay, I don't think it did. I, I, I mean, obviously they reviewed it. Even I don't know if it ever became an official on-screen review. Um, yeah, uh, the, the, with the handball, the Spurs players were absolutely convinced it was going to be given for handball. They they didn't move from from the penalty area. They put the ball okay. down where the foul. Yeah, like, that's all. I always find that really annoying when you know the players know, and it's going yeah. against you. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, so so even though it was at the other end of the ground to where I sat, I wasn't. I was. I was fairly sure it wasn't going to get given, but I obviously had no idea about the Romero kick out. Um, yeah, and that, and that I think that's the point where it started to get really frustrating because you were in the ground, you were having to refresh Twitter or go on WhatsApp and ask 
people watching at home and be like, what's going on here? Is it is he is it a handball? Is it a fat? You know, wh- what's going on? And then yeah. obviously it just escalated. Um, but yeah, and then uh, yeah, culminated in that ridiculous seven minute period where um, no football was played. Um, yes. Do you, do you think Romero should have seen red for that one? It, it does feel very similar to the Beckham one in that clearly he kicks him, but he certainly doesn't kick him with any power um, or intent whatsoever. I think it is just a kind of a, oh, I'm annoyed and I'm Christian Romero, so I cannot control myself. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think it, by letter of law, it probably is a red card, right? Because the letter of law, doesn't, I don't imagine, specifies how hard you kick someone. So if you kick someone off the, yeah, exactly. If you kick someone off the ball, then you are uh, then you're sent off, which he definitely did. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an odd one. It's a really odd one. I just don't. Yeah. Again, I don't understand that. As you said, it wasn't dangerous. Yeah. And it was a kick, but it wasn't like a you know, and it was in his and it kicked to his leg. It didn't kick him anywhere. Uh, but I know this is quite a leap, but I mean, what happens the next time someone just kicks someone a little bit higher? Like where? Well, where yeah. Does a kick? Well, yeah. If a kid kicks someone on a Sunday morning, like, yeah. oh yeah, but. You know, yeah. it wasn't really going to hurt. Like it, it's a real strange one because again, it's such an easy red card. No, no yeah. one, no one is moaning about that one. Not a single yeah. Spurs fan is saying, "Oh, but it's you know, you're annoyed at Romero for that. You're not annoyed at any yeah. official." Yeah, so it's a I real strange one. Yeah, uh, and and they did review it, I believe, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, but but decided that it wasn't worth. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even, yeah, even wasn't yeah. worth even letting the ref see it. But no. And so then, then yeah, so then then there's the, the the disallowed goal, which leads to the penalty, and that was the only one they did show. They showed the Romero, I guess, because it was given. Maybe that's why they showed it, because they certainly showed it after it had been given. Um, yeah, oh yeah, they seem to do that once. Yeah, once but it was a split. It was a split second re- replay, and it. All we basically saw was him clearing the ball, and then obviously he he, he follows through. And it's it is one of those where the more you see it, the more you understand why it's a red. Um, well, so I'll just speak for myself. The more I saw it, the more I understood why it was a red. But in that split second in the stadium, you see Romero clear the ball, and after he's cleared the ball, he makes contact with Fernandez, and and in that split second, you're well. What, what's he meant to do but but the way he follows through which you see on subsequent replays is I would say probably intentional rather than a you know, so that's an interesting one because yeah, yeah. You, you say intentional so just before he made a tackle no sorry after that tackle so I guess we should do it in that order I, I actually have a bit of sympathy with him there because I do, I do see what you mean maybe it was intentional which is baffling because not only are you risking giving away a penalty and a red yeah. card? Yeah. I mean, you're also kind of saying, well, you're intentionally trying to hurt your international teammate. Maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe he doesn't like him. Um, maybe. I'm sure there's some uh, some players in non national teams that were quite happily yeah. hurt their international teammates. So, um, yeah, I that's the one I, I do have a bit of sympathy. But if you are saying, and I don't mean you, if you're saying, well, actually, he did, he did try and injure him or try and at least not just win the ball, then I don't really think you can argue against it. 
Yeah, yeah. So I guess I, that's yeah. How yeah, I think I think that's the thing, and and yeah, I, we'll never know exactly what Christian Romero intended to do. And something that I heard on another podcast uh, earlier today is that maybe Romero's reputation went against him there. Yeah, maybe. Um, because if it, I don't know if it was Mickey Van der Ven or uh, you know another Spurs defender who hasn't been sent off three times already prior to this, yesterday, then referees might think, well. Probably didn't mean to do it, but Romero, unfortunately, now is that kind of player. Um, yeah, that's I mean, that's that's fair. I um, I thought the goal, however, that Chelsea scored. Again, I'm not saying that definitely should have been allowed. What I am definitely saying is there was a goal from our City against Fulham. Yeah, Fulham. But I think that then oh, again, Fulham. I think I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? That after that Man City Fulham game, even Erling Haaland came out and went, "Yeah, they shouldn't have given yeah, that." It so then I imagine that informs the referee's decisions, which ruins any prospect of consistency. Yeah, and I do appreciate but, that making one mistake doesn't mean you should make more mistakes. Yeah, no, of course, it does just become frustrating. But, but again, I know we're kind of going sound like a broken record, but that is another problem with VAR because then you're saying, "Right, we're going to get every decision right." And the second you get a decision wrong, yeah. for me, for me, the second that, uh, I don't remember when it was, but the first red card given by VAR was the first time that was subsequently overturned on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after the game, that should have been the end of VAR. Because if you are giving decisions with the, with the benefit of video replay that are then subsequently overturned, in the cold light of day by more video replays then what you're saying is we can't ever get this right so what are we yeah. doing yeah yeah okay so um, nearly yeah, so, yeah. sorry go on no so so yeah just to agree with you yeah so then once they give that goal for City against Fulham then they either have a choice of we're, we're moving away from consistency because we're going to disallow a goal in the same circumstance or we're just going to ignore the, <laughs> the laws of the game and, and give goals that shouldn't be given yeah yeah. Okay, so we're near to the end of the decisions. I guess only Udog is all right. It's only really Udog's second yellow card. I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, I don't even argue with that. Yeah, exactly. I don't think. Fine, so that was the drama. Okay, so we've covered all bases from that side of things. So I think take a breath and I guess look at the game in general. Spurs game, I would say. Actually, let's look at the Arsenal game first. There was gone. Well, well, oh, yeah, I mean, we can cover the game itself, but I, th- I think for, for me, and maybe you won't want to dwell on this, but this is the thing for me, is the Arteta and then Arsenal's football club's reaction. No, I'm happy to, you know, I, I think, so I think Arteta calling it disgraceful, etc., is not really that surprising, though, Maybe hasn't been as vocal in his, uh, you know, hasn't been as vocal towards referees in the past. I mean, I'm not saying he's been the same, but he hasn't been as vocal, maybe. Um, I would say, though, that he he probably did overset the mark in his press conference itself. The statement is just, you know, pathetic. I mean, just, just really pathetic. Um, I don't yeah, really so know that, what else so to say on that. Obviously, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm very relieved to hear you say that. I think that's the thing. I guess if I try and make this about less about the one particular statement 
interview, etc., and more about this kind of wider desire by some football fans to make out as if everything their club does is just absolutely fine. And that statement, to me, just just screamed a football club that that doesn't fundamentally doesn't understand what its purpose is. And I'm not for one second suggesting that everything Arsenal does is wrong and, you know, Arsenal, you know, just can't do any anything right. But, like, in that instant, that statement, I assume, would have been approved by a number of different people at various levels of seniority across the football club. And <laughs> one of the funniest things I saw about it was someone just going, I've read this statement a number of times and I don't know what the point of it is. Yeah, what, I've heard someone say what, that. What, yeah. what, do they, what do they want? What do I they think, want to happen? I guess the only thing, this doesn't excuse for a second, is that it's almost just trying to back Arteta. Like, he's probably carried on ranting and raving on Sunday, but, but and he that, wants this, that, and he wants yeah. that, and I'm not, I'm not defending it in any way, shape, or yeah. form, trying to apply maybe, not even logic, but maybe some reasoning. They've said, you, yeah, we back you, Mikel. We're going to show you how much we back you. You have our full support. What you said was right, and this is the, that's the best they could come up with. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think Arteta is definitely not alone in this. But I think there are some managers who who just just have such a detached sense of what what is right and wrong in terms of what they say, and particularly in post-match interviews. And I get the whole thing of it; it's heat of the moment stuff, but. That statement was not put out in the heat of the moment. What they should have put out a statement saying is, we're disappointed with some of the decisions yesterday. Well, no, sorry, 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 everyone. They shouldn't have put out a statement. If they were going to put out a statement, it should have been, while we're disappointed with some decisions that went against us yesterday, uh, Mikel regrets the tone of his post-match interview, um, and we completely appreciate that um, you know, referees have a hard job and blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So put out a statement in a cold light of day, 24 hours after the match was was just baffling. But I don't want... I, I, it's not about Arsenal. It's just about this weird... Big, again, it's the big football clubs that have this increasingly worrying perspective on things where if things don't go their way, there must be a conspiracy or mass ineptitude. That has always been how football works. Every single club has had terrible decisions go against them. And this idea now that when a decision goes against you, you have to call for, you know, yeah. inquiries. And, and, and I'm, I'm very fortunate that my manager, the manager of my football club right now, seems to be a genuinely level-headed, reasonable guy who, who goes out of his way to, to, to not say the wrong thing. Um, and that might change. But for now. Well... That's an interesting one. I, so obviously, one of our managers did get booked for. Uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting. No, I joke. I joke. I think. No, no, no. But I, but I, I asked. I, I, I would like to know what he got booked for, because he must have said something to someone. But um, it's one of those things where you can't really find out. No, well, I saw someone say it was for stepping out of ten aquarium, but <laughs> that would be amazing if, anyone, if it was for that. Yeah, if anyone was to get booked for stepping outside the technical area, I'm not sure it would be your manager over ours. I think, um, and I, I think that that whole thing's a nonsense. I think there's been lots said, and I, did, like, for example, Saturday, I was, you know, I was, I was really, I was really annoyed after the game, 
and you see certain things. I guess I. I think think. the thing is, I think we're allowed to be annoyed as fans. Yeah, that's we. Yeah, that's what I said. I think we are annoyed. Like when I see some of the punditry, like the Izzy Christensen thing on Sky Sports saying Newcastle wanted him, that that's just a pathetic line. um, That just makes zero sense. They had, I think, as many shots um, on goal than us, maybe one more. Um, it was it was just a completely even game, um, and scoring that goal doesn't mean they wanted it more. I see I saw people moaning about the fact that Newcastle got three yellow cards when Kai Havertz made his foul. Is it to say, well, if you need injure one of our players, we're allowed to do whatever you, we want towards you? So, yeah, the three yellow cards were completely irrelevant to Havertz's foul. So I think you know, I, you know, I, I guess I had I had mellowed by I don't know whatever time. And being honest, obviously watching the Spurs game yesterday did cheer me up um, a little bit, but um, more than a little bit. But um, yeah, I think I think it also smacks the the Arsenal smacks a little bit of um, arrogance and self-importance. It, the whole thing is just bizarre. It's almost like we're we're above all the other clubs because there have been other clubs that have been wrong and haven't put out statements and probably wouldn't dream of it. And it is it is a real real nonsense, a real nonsense. Well, we lasted a really long time being unbeaten. Um, was it 10 games? Yeah, I, I think the unbeaten run coming to an end, like you said at the start of the podcast, you know, it was going to happen eventually, I suppose. Um, it was nice to have those two days of being the only undefeated team in the Premier League. Um, it was a shame we couldn't make it last a bit longer. Um, but I, I, guess, I suppose both teams have got that. You know, they no longer have to worry about that. Um, they can go again. Both still very much flying high. And the only problem is that the team that kind of, you know, everyone ultimately expects to win the league went and won 6 1, while uh, everyone else in the top five failed to win at the weekend. Yeah. And you have Wolves this weekend? Yes. Yeah. Nice uh, early Saturday game after a Monday night. Um, but yeah, you know, we didn't pick up any injuries or suspensions last night, so <laughs> the squad will have time to, to regroup. Um, yeah, uh, we are, myself and my son, making the, the journey up to okay. Wolverhampton on the nice. Saturday. But yeah, uh, that should be good. Are you going to Arsenal Burnley on yep. Saturday? Yep, Saturday, 3 o'clock. On paper, it's, I guess, the best game you'd hope for um, right now, really. But... Uh, as the cliche goes, there are no easy games in the Premier League, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, there's that horrible kind of weird pressure of playing a team that's in absolutely rotten form. Um, you still can't quite guarantee a win. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, I did start this podcast by saying I didn't want to talk about VAR too much. I'm not sure we achieved that. Yeah, and on paper, the fixtures this weekend are a lot. They should be less dramatic than the ones just gone. Yeah, they should be. They should be, shouldn't they? So, yeah, well, uh, until we speak again, um, it's been a pleasure. See you soon. See ya.